I've been watching a lot of BoJack. If you haven't, yeah, I've I've seen, Uh. I've noticed. Welcome back, nerds, to Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast, sponsored by AgeOfTheNerd.com. I am the LA nerd Joel Reeves, and I am here once again with my producer Taylor Salen. Say hello, Taylor. Hey guys. This is the third episode of the newly revived Pop Pop the Pop Culture Podcast, and um, we're going to start off just with a little bit of nerd news. This week, we, I swear to fucking God, every week we've done this podcast, it's been Batman 5 Superman. Yes, sir. Every fucking week, there's well, something new. Maybe maybe the reason why we keep getting Batman 5 Superman is like, once we talk about it five times on the podcast, oh. then the curse will go away. But until then, we're just so. going to keep getting Batman 5 Superman news. I fucking hope that's the case, yeah. man. So only two more podcasts until exactly. we don't have to talk about it anymore. Yep. Uh, what was the news this week? There were a couple of things, but the biggest piece of news that I saw, at least, was... Uh, the reveal of Jenna Malone's character in the movie, who had long been—I was hoping that it was going to be Carrie Kelly, as AKA were most people. Robin. And here's the thing: is the that female she, Robin exactly, totally from the Dark Knight uh, Returns, yep. which this story is basically based on. We don't know how closely we, <laughs> we don't know how closely they're gonna they're gonna follow that. But you know, in, in the past couple months, she has actually dyed her hair sort of strawberry blonde, like which we know. Still leads to. Carrie Kelly. Exactly. And there were, uh, and I'm not sure if they're even news articles, maybe they're more so rumors than anything else, yeah. that she is to play Barbara Gordon in the movie. AKA the Oracle. Yes. She becomes the Oracle at one yep. point. Um, this is supposed to be a world where not only Robin is dead, but I read that also Jim Gordon is supposed to be dead in, in, in this Batman 5 Superman world. So it, I, I, I guess it would kind of make sense that she wants to team up with Batman to avenge her father or whatever as Batgirl. Spoilers if you don't know anything about Batman. Barbara Gordon is Batgirl. Um, Unless you've been living in a cave, then you're exempt. Unless you saw Alicia Silverstone. Uh, I would rather see her as the female Robin than another Barbara Gordon. I I completely The only Robin we've ever gotten has been fucking Chris... What the fuck's his last name? Chris O'Donnell. We almost got Marlon Wayans as Robin. Actually, if you didn't know oh, that. Okay, well then I'm happy yeah. that it was Chris O'Donnell. Exactly, he was supposed to be. He was actually cast as Robin. <laughs> not because he was black. No, but totally because he's not. A terrible fucking actor. Well, he's not terrible, but he's not right for Robin. Is the point? Um, because he's black. <laughs> you're terrible. Um, yeah, no, he actually signed a pay or play deal, and he got paid five million dollars for not appearing as Robin in the movie. <laughs> Can you believe that? I didn't they actually, know that. they actually cast him, dude. And then, I didn't and then, fucking and know then that. at the last minute, they they cut him out, and he had already signed the pay or play deal, so it was a uh, gravy oh, gravy train by then. Terrible, dude. Yep. I mean, not for him. But... No, no, it was great for him. Um, so, so the only Robin we have seen have been hard Robin nipples. Yeah. On on the television. Uh Okay, that's also the same movie that we've only seen Batgirl as Alicia Silverstone. Very but true. I was okay with her bat nipples. She was hot. They were woman bat nipples. Yeah, exactly. Not man bat nipples. <laughs> Hashtag free the bat nipples. <laughs> um, oh, that's awful. Yeah, that, that was bad. Um, no, but I, 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 I propose to you the idea of that maybe this is sort of a J.J. Abrams and Damon Lindelof-esque con fake out. Like they're saying it's Barbara Gordon, dude, but it, when Khan in fact Khan was it's, not in Star Trek in the Darkness. Dude, Khan is not in Star Trek in the Darkness. He's still not in it. He's I don't not, know what you're talking just, about. He's just not in it. But yeah, no, I feel like this is maybe a little bit of misdirection on their part, which I don't know if, the, like I said, if this is an actual confirmed thing or if this is but just a rumor. But that would be some like mega misdirection because like they didn't say he was playing anybody else. They just said he's not playing Khan. This is them like saying she's playing. 
Yeah, that's Barbara true. Barbara Gordon. So we'll we'll see how it play out, plays out, but I, I it's going to be interesting because you know they're going to change certain things, you know, about the storyline from the comics and like the yeah, oh, we're of used course. to. Well, so it's, yeah, it's I mean, going to be. I mean, obviously Eli Snyder is fucking Robin now, so I don't want to talk about this. We man. have to deal with that. I don't want to talk about this again. But the other piece of news that we saw what were were the new uh, stills released from the film. Oh, where Batman was checking out the monitors. Yeah, <laughs> which I have to say, and I know I made this point to you earlier. I'm I'm loving the bat suit. I'm I'm totally digging oh, it. The new know? bat suit like, is fucking dope. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because just the bat flex is pretty ripped for this movie, and like this Batman looks to be a, a pretty buff Batman, which I'm I'm He's not opposed to. You know, huge. Yeah, totally. Well, that's the thing. If you go and you look at like the Dark Knight Returns, like he's like the comic and like the movie, like oh my god, he's fucking ripped as fuck yeah which was just the art style in in like the comic and movie but like oh my god he was so he just had like that like the squarest jaw Mm -hmm. known to fucking man yep and he was just ripped and like they're totally capturing that because like batfleck in that suit we'll post a picture it post a picture of it yeah we'll link it we'll link it in the show notes (laughs) he's fucking huge man yeah. All right, and uh, what was the last piece of uh, the DC news? The last thing is a bit of a more sort of... Uh, well, okay, let's put it this way. The the head of... The, the, the person that's running the DCU basically gave us a glimpse as to what's coming next as far as the filming dates and the schedule of the cinematic universe itself. Um, so basically what she said is that we're expected to see... A giant Bukaki on The Flash. On Wonder Woman, actually. That's sexist, yeah, man. Yeah, it's Amazonian bukkake. I went with a male character to avoid uh, sexism. It's but okay. Yeah, I know, it, that's it, terrible. I can <laughs> I cannot cut that out. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, no, but I uh, Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman starring uh, Gal Gadot and Chris Pine, if you guys hadn't heard, which is our, our probably one of our favorite casting That's a little... That's like, that's like the least time we've ever spent on like news on this site. We're just like... In the midst of talking about something else, we drop news. We're like, yeah, and Wonder Woman's going to shoot because Chris Pine's in it. Moving on. Yeah, about that. <laughs> no, yeah, so that's uh, Wonder Woman is, is expected to shoot this fall. This fall. Um, and then the following spring, meaning spring of 2016, right after, Justice League. right after when Batman versus Superman wraps, is when Justice League is expected wait, to begin filming. Wait, which movie? Batman 5 Superman. Oh, I'm sorry. Batman 5 that Superman. That was my fault. Okay. Now I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, not excited for either of those movies. Everybody yeah, knows I'm, it, so. I'm, 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 I'm interested to see how DC is going to try to play catch up. Um, not. Th- well, they, they, that's what they're trying to do they're right now is play, play catch up to Marvel, up, but that's what they're going to play. Up. That's it, very true. Touche, good sir. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the next, uh, in the next two or three years, I think are going to make or break the cinematic universe with Suicide Squad and, and five Superman and, uh. And Justice League and Wonder Woman. So we'll, right. we'll, you know, we'll see. We've got other stuff coming after that. But true, I have true. a feeling that this could be something that could backfire um, in their faces. I fucking hope so. Pretty quick. So. Enough of DC because we're just being a fucking DC fanboy podcast, yeah, and that's, that's not what I turn nope. out to be. Um, Amazon, get this shit. Amazon picked up Top Gear. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty huge. BBC America. Uh, there was like a fight uh, between like that lead dude. Was it Jeremy? What the fuck is his last name? 
uh, Jeremy Clarkson, mm. he like had a fight with one of the producers on Top Gear, and they like basically fired him. Yes, which I remember you telling me. He about. like, I guess he technically left the show, but they fired him. And then, but then the other two co-hosts and stars of the show left because he wasn't on the show anymore. And they had had a contract with BBC saying that they couldn't make a show for two years after Top Gear. So they were basically going to pull a Conan and just like not do shit for Going for to exile for time. two years, yeah. basically, yeah. But Amazon is streaming. It's a streaming service, and I that doesn't count as uh, like television. A yeah. television. So Amazon picked it up for three fucking seasons, man. They wow. picked it up for three seasons. That's, that's smart. That's huge. That's, yeah, that's smart of them because like, this could actually be something that could transition, like, uh, they could actually legitimize, like, the streaming industry, that's you what, know what I mean? That's what Amazon's trying to do. Yeah. They're trying to solidify this whole, like, the online television And thing. also, like, that really does set sort of a precedent for other shows to be like, oh, I mean, you've had stuff like Arrested Development, other yeah. previous canceled network yeah. shows that have been revived... And even movies like with Wet, Wet Hot American Summer is the, now the, the doing their yeah. show. The, the, which that stuff can be revived. Or but today, since to actually take Friday. a show that's still thriving and it's it's Top Gear is not like it's it's not a narrative show. It's you know? the it's, most it's, viewed it's, nonfiction television show, I think, on network television. Totally, and this marks this marks this could mark the transition period where it's not just narrative stuff that's being produced on netflix but it could be like reality tv like pop pop variety pop, show. pop pop exactly <laughs> um are you listening to us netflix <laughs> hey hey amazon prime <laughs> hey guys we're over here over here <laughs> no but i mean it could mark a transitional period where it seems a little bit more acceptable to to not be on network tv and, and to almost bring the, the streaming industry up to that level of network tv you know oh, where there's ratings and viewership counts and all that stuff going on you know here's 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 the quote that i had read i just pulled it up it's quoted the most watched factual program of all time yeah with an estimated worldwide audience of some 350 million totally so that's more than like mythbusters and mm -hmm. all those kinds of shows like top gear it's been on for what almost 25 years now it's been on forever dude and like they tried to remake that american one and it just fucking sucked a dick yeah um like this like the bbc top gear is like one of the most popular shows of all time dude it's crazy and now which and now is, it's and now it's fucking streaming which is interesting because i've never been a huge fan of the show and, and never really followed it you know what i mean i was kind of surprising that it has that big of a following like oh, there's that huge. big of a fan base i'm not know? a big fan of it but i've but but the episodes i have seen i was thoroughly engrossed in like what they were talking about yeah i don't avidly watch the show but when i did i was like this is this is fucking great. Same here, and I've like I like you're saying I've seen bits and pieces yeah. and episodes here and there, but it's not like being an actual fan of the show. So yeah, I think it's interesting, and it could. Well, I mean, you know, it could pay dividends down the road for them, um, but it could also turn out to be an utter disaster. True. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, like legally too, if if BBC tries to go after, tries to like shut tries it down, tries to sue, tries to sue Amazon and see like legally where their bounds are. And that's more of a businessy type of thing. I don't thing, think they can. That kind of stuff is, yeah, I don't think they can either. But I think that's some like for like people like Conan, like he could go and do a, a web show for a year while he's on hiatus from fucking his last job, you know? Yeah. Like it's this whole new sort of gray area that hasn't been explored. Well, there was the huge writer strike thing about like writers not being paid for their digital content, right? So like, I yeah. think digital content is still 
its own entity and that that's not really making a television show it's making a a, a web streaming show yeah i don't think that bbc's got shit on them so we'll see we'll 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 see what happens um moving on to that this came from nerdist.com um my holy mecca of everything uh because chris hardwick is god himself um so it's got to be there has to be somewhat of a merit to it because it came from nerdist mm-hmm. the article does say rumor right so they they aren't even sure that it's real but if a site like this is posting it there's got to be some kind of a merit to it and legitimacy it's, yeah totally it's, it's a it's a it's a word document supposedly coming from sony that has character and actor names with confirmed or in negotiations or final negotiations for the new Spider-Man reboot. Okay, mm-hmm. so we've got Peter Parker, Spider-Man, as Tom Holland, and that's okay. confirmed. Which, which, which has a, been yeah. announced, yeah. Then there's uh, Aunt May, Marissa Tomai. It says confirmed, yeah. which is obvious. Yeah. But then it gets into like uh, Adrian Toomes, which is the vulture, mm-hmm. played by Billy Zane. Is what they're saying. Making a, making a comeback. They're saying. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he has comeback. other work. Like if if they if he's their number one choice, like they're gonna get Billy Zane. He's he doesn't he's doing fucking be independent features right now. Sure, it says know. that he is in final negotiations. That's um, crazy, right? Billy Zane. Let's just talk about that real quick. I mean, he was in the Back to the Future movies, dude. And so he, I mean, yeah, he was an unknown then. But what I really think of as far as like comic book Billy Zane movies is uh, the Phantom. Oh shit! Yeah, the purple suit oh, and like shit. the rings and shit. The Phantom. Yeah, dude. dude. As a kid, I really loved that movie, and I, I always really enjoyed Billy Zane in that movie. And I think he has a certain charisma in that movie, you know. Um, so it's definitely it's it's almost like uh, when they I mean pick... he's always the best part of every shitty B movie. So. No, totally. And and I, I my point is is that I think it's a bit of an inspired choice. You know, it's an unconventional choice that that he would actually go that they would go to Billy Zane as their first choice. It's almost like the. Uh, the Risa Fons in Amazing Spider, the first Amazing Spider-Man, where it's like that's not that Rise Ifans, Rise Ifans, <laughs> where you it's not the first person you think of for that role, but you you think of that person, it's like holy shit, like they're actually really great. For Are this you role. saying you're not a giant fan of the Scorpion King three Battle for Redemption? I'm a huge fan. I don't know what you're talking about. Ron Perlman. I thought was in that I thought movie you too. I thought you would you would never uncover my love for that movie, but now you have. <laughs> Oh man, no, he's definitely done almost nothing good in a long time. Yeah. Um this could be this could be huge for him. Um like I I I don't hate him as an actor. No, uh, totally. The next the next thing on this list is what I was So Mac Gargan, who is the Scorpion, I have... played by and this says final negotiations as well, which means it's probably pretty set in stone. Jason Biggs. No. Yeah. American Pie, Q Crickets. Q Crickets. Okay. It actually... I love to come to these podcasts extremely... Um, Open-minded. No, no, no. Like, prepared. Yeah. I, it, it actually just hit me that he's in Orange is the New Black, and he's not bad. No, that's what I'm saying. And that's what I was saying earlier. It's an interesting choice, but, like, physically he doesn't really fit 
the character. But Which again, is why he's mutated. I exactly. Like, like, he's mutated. They could do stuff with CGI or prosthetics or whatever they want to do. They're just trying to get people to make comebacks, man. No, totally. Like, and, like, that's that's perfectly fine. Quentin Tarantino's the comeback king. You know, he takes people that have been in, in obscurity for 20 years, like John Travolta, and fucking puts them in Pulp Fiction and makes them a star again, you know? And it can happen. Yeah, totally. I mean, did. he did it with fucking Jamie Foxx. Robert Downey Jr. even made a comeback, dude. Yeah. Which is the next name on this fucking list, actually. Yeah. Iron Man slash... Tony Stark is supposed to make a cameo in the Spider-Man reboot, which is, I think, the deal that they struck to get Spider-Man in, in the MCU. Civil War, totally. Yeah. And it feels like it feels like oh, our best for your best, you know. But at the same time, how do you Arguably. how do you how do you? They're most popular for your <laughs> most popular. Uh, how do you feel about that though? Because I know you have you you concerned a little bit, showed a little bit of reservation in in having. Like, saying that to, Iron Man is not the right character yeah, to put in the movie. You know? I have to see how they play out in Civil War. Because, uh... He, God, this is... Spoilers, but this comic came out fucking ten years ago. It's fine. Um, Spider-Man ultimately chooses the side of Ke- Captain America. Mm-hmm. So, I would rather see a Chris Evans cameo in a Spider-Man movie than, like, a Robert Downey Jr. Well, what if Robert Downey Jr. But they're Jr., both scientists. As Iron Man is like, is like almost like not an antagonist, but an adversary for him. You know, like maybe, maybe there's maybe. maybe there's some way they can integrate like them settling their beef after Civil War. Or you he know? just works at like Stark Industries, like exactly, right? like, like he's, he's a, some he's, intern he's like under the under the radar, yeah. like yeah, that's what I'm saying. You never know, and I think that would be it's going to be interesting even seeing there how they how they integrate the MCU into the Spider Man stuff. Yeah, you know? like. It, especially not even like in Civil War obviously like Spider-Man's going to be integrated into the MCU but to see how far Sony goes into getting uh, the Marvel cinematic into stuff their into movies. their movies yeah. yeah the rest of the list is really kind of weak uh, except yeah. for a couple we got uh, Mary Jane Watson played and it says Final Negotiations again Rachel G. Fox I have no idea um, who that is I, I, I didn't know who she was uh, I, I had to look her up uh, I found her on Instagram. She's barely got any followers. Not that that's saying anything, but like usually famous people will have a shit ton, right? So she's, yeah. she's not really known. She's done a couple episodes of like Desperate Housewives. Um, okay. And good start. Good start for the casting. Private Practice. Again, like another drama primetime show. Yeah. She hasn't done a whole lot of things. Um, so. I really don't know how to feel about that. Um, yeah, I'm, I, it's it's tough to say, especially, and that's kind of the way I feel about the whole Spider-Man reboot in general. Is like I don't know who, uh, what Tom Holland and uh-huh. uh, what's the, the the director's name? Is the director Tom Holland? No, Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Is Spider-Man? What's the director's name? The director's uh, name something Watts. Nick is Watts. John Watts. John Watts. John Watts. I've, I've never seen any work from either of those guys. You know, it's like, I don't know half of the people who are in the movie. Like, you know, Billy Zane and Jason Biggs, a couple people that are... But John this, Watts this... has done almost literally nothing. That's what I'm saying. His like, film Cop Car went to Sundance, and now he's directing a Spider-Man movie. S- speaking of, of Sundance getting you a feature, big but te- big big budget tentpole f- uh, feature, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right, so all, all I have to do is... Is direct a short or that a goes feature. to Sundance, yeah. and then I can direct Spider Man three. Yeah, no, Spider Man six. One. Remember, we talked about uh, this. Yeah, right. Um, no, but uh, it's it. I I just don't know how to feel, you know, because I know nothing about both of these guys and about a lot of the people that are in this movie. So I'm Tom just Holland really, is a good actor. What has he been in? 
Uh, he was in uh, a movie called Locke with Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. He actually... He's not a terrible... He doesn't have a lot... A lot of stuff. Of ...things on his resume. Yeah, and I feel honest. like Sony's um, going... Just, just going really cheap with their Spider... The last two Spider-Mans they've done. And not to say that that's, that's a bad thing, but it just feels like they're trying to get the cheapest person possible. You know, that's not yeah. a star, that they can get someone for three films for a million dollars or a couple million dollars or whatever it is, you know? So the rest is Harry Osborne is played by... Timothy Shamalet. I I didn't even take the time. It's to M Night Shyamalan's I d- younger son. <laughs> I didn't even take the time to like look into that guy. Uh, apparently, the character Liz Allen is going to be in the film, played by Sammy Gale. Flash Thompson, who we've seen before, is going to be in the movie, played by Jacob Lattimore. And the big one. It just says in talks. Uh, and the big one. J Jonah Jameson. Wah wah wah. Not played by J K Simmons. Nope. Um, Hugh Laurie. So if you are a house Which, fan, I mean Hugh Laurie is is a method he's a, he's character a, actor. He's, he's, he's a, a good, good actor. actor, so I think he will be fine as Jay Jonah. But, but there's are you just telling nothing... me that Sony didn't know that every fan on Earth is like, I don't care that he's from another movie. We just want him back. Sony is so stupid; they haven't known what to do with Spider Man from the beginning. Like they're gonna listen to the fans. That's it's like Fox, dude. Come on. Um, uh, so the rest of them are like Miranda Koss fucking Grove from iCarly is going to be Betty Brandt. Koss fucking Grove. But Bobby, I'm sorry, Bobby, Robbie, Robbie Robertson. Uh, Bobby Robertson? I, I, I swear to God, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I don't know why it came out like that. Robbie Robertson. Mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker. Yep. That's either the largest cameo of all time or... The Daily Bugle is going to play a large part in this new tale because Robbie Robertson is huge at the Daily Bugle as an advocate for Peter Parker, while J. Joan Jameson plays like the antagonist. So yeah. it's either a giant fucking cameo from a famous Academy Award-winning actor like Forrest Whitaker, or it's a major the Daily Bugle is going to play a large part in which Peter I wouldn't Parker's be life. opposed to because that makes sense with him as as a young child trying to fucking make money with. Anime and shit like him having yeah. the job at Daily Bugle already makes sense, you know. I'd be down for that. Yeah, totally. And it's something that they haven't done in the movies starting out at that point, you know. So they I think it would be smart for them to. Did it in the first trilogy a little bit? No, but he he gained the job in the movies as opposed to like having it when right, the movie right, begins, right, right. you know. Uh, so gonna move on to, uh, I guess what would be the tent pole for this podcast. The main it's course. been yeah it's been a slow week for news again again so our main attraction this time is actors better suited to play gambit than channing tatum which if you haven't heard uh channing tatum is well let's again another rumor but channing tatum has been rumored to be exiting the role of Gambit in the solo movie for the said character. Which he's been showing Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool level of excitement for this role mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah, he's ever So the since... fact that he's that it's that he's just not gonna be in it anymore is weird. It is a little weird. And like the he's reports the reports not, themselves. Not that are... I love him for that choice, but his excitement level for it made me okay More with it. More excited for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like 
always when a when a, a star like that champions a movie that you know it's it always means good things for the script and the story you know um but even the report itself i find it very odd that uh that what they said basically is that they're back in negotiations again like it's almost they've they they agreed on something channing tatum star in the role like salary whatever it is contract and then they eventually he he, he it seems like at least that he backed out of it saying I want more money or I want a different contract or whatever it is, you know? And that just seems very odd, you know? Um, because the report, at least before this happened was that That it was happening. The Well, no, that the character of Gambit, like Fox executives were hoping that the character of Gambit would be the next Wolverine in the X-Men franchise, meaning that Gambit would be sort of the connective tissue between all the movies and be Every sort of that character that Every 90s kid cameos. just jizzed their pants when you said that. Exactly. Every 90s kid that watched the 90s X-Men cartoon just came. Including myself. See, I'm, by saying I'm, it, I came. So I'm, I'm wet as fuck right yeah. now. Um, I, I would love for that to be true. It's so much of a rumor that I'm not even going to get my hopes up for that. Um, yes. But HitFix.com released this article... Uh, actors better suited to play Gambit than Channing Tatum. So we're just going to go through this and give our opinion on it. Yep. Uh, the first one, I'm glad that it's number five because I highly disagree with this. Uh, Ian Summerhalder um, from oh. Vampire Diaries fame. And Lost fame. Well, semi-Lost fame because he was only in the first season. Man, he's on a fucking Spoiler CW alert, dude. His character, show. his character dies, homie. He's on a Lost. CW show. Yeah. I'm sure his character dies in the CW show too, right? No, I think he's the main character. I don't fucking watch Vampire Diaries. Yeah, neither do I. I I could call my sister and ask her. (laughs) Call her right now, Joel. Phone a friend. (laughs) On on the podcast. On the podcast. Um, I'm not even going to spend a lot of time talking about this one, man. Yeah, I think we should just move on. We all know it's a bad choice. He's a terrible choice. I mean, he's attractive, so ch- chicks would be into it. Yeah, but he doesn't physically. He doesn't even look right for the role, like in pictures, not dressed as the character. I'm just, you know? I'm just gonna say no. Yeah. He's on, he's on a CW show. My initial reaction is hell no. Um, Hugh Dancy. I'm not opposed to that. I really, I really love Hugh Dancy. I think he's made a nice little comeback in Hannibal, and he's created himself a little character that has hints of darkness and lightness in him, which is something that I was, you know, sort of telling you about earlier is the idea that Gambit sort of walks that line between friend and foe. He does. And I think you need to have a certain reservation with the character and be able to sell, like, a a suspicion of the heroes, but also someone who's not inherently bad, you know? And I think Hugh Dancy might be able to sell the, the darker side of that, but I don't think he could do the quips and like all the stuff that Gambit's known for. So. He also, in my opinion, he just doesn't really look exactly. Yeah, like like the, the physical bridge of becoming that character is much more different than uh, yeah than other people. And what's the last thing that fucker did? Like, what was it? Like, he was in Martha, Marcy, May, whatever the fuck. Marlene. Yeah, right. The four M. Yeah, I think that's the last thing he did. Right. I think so. I'm not even... Was well, he in that movie? The last big thing he did. Yeah. 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 Okay, I didn't realize he was in that. <laughs> or that he it was, was him in that, in that. But either... Like, fuck, man. He hasn't been in anything and in... He was in Black Hawk Down, too. Oh, dude. That was only like uh, 14 years ago. 13 years ago. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. A long time ago. <laughs> so, I'm... Uh, I'm gonna he's have like to your... say no on him, too. No, of course. Yeah, no. I don't think he's right. It's in, in, an interesting, inspired choice, but I don't think it's... Uh correct for the role 
Tom Mison, Tom Nissen, I don't know how to say his name, from Sleepy Hollow. I have no idea who that is. It's a very popular television show. No, I know what the show yeah. is. I'm just saying I don't know who the guy is. Um, but the HitFix article is literally quoted just saying, he's sexy. Oh my God. Like He's so no. cute. So obviously just a woman, fuck him a on a the woman screen. wrote this. I don't, I don't want my game it to just, I mean, he, he, he's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be good looking and fly. He's he's got to be sexy. Yeah, but that's not the only reason I want them to choose him. Um, and from what I've seen from that show, he's he's I he's he's nothing special. He's I he's I, uh, and like I don't even know what else that dude's been in. No, neither do I. That's all I know. I mean, I don't even know who he was even from Sleepy Hollow. So, well, he's the lead. Yeah, but... obviously. I don't even think he's been in anything else. Like, popular, at least. Hmm. I'm gonna say no on him, too. Yep. Man, this list just sucks balls. Yeah. Except for this next one, which we talked about before the podcast. Yes, sir. Alexander Skarsgård. What, you mean Stellan Skarsgård? He which, came from which... Stellan Skarsgård's ball sack. <laughs> Indeed, and... Uh... He is, um... As Hitfix puts it, and this is, again, how you know it was written by a woman. Eric, the living embodiment of sex Northmen from True Blood. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I watched a shit ton of True Blood with uh, my parents. Mm-hmm. When I lived at home, we we loved that show. I mm-hmm. watched a lot of it, and I will say that uh, that, that Alexander Skarsgård as Eric Northman was a phenomenal character. Yeah. He was scary. Yeah. He was charming mm-hmm. he had his moments of vulnerability yeah totally. he could play all of it yeah and we pulled up a picture of alexander skarsgård and gambit next to each other and like yep. you could just see that black outline it's not even a mask like that black headgear you could just see that on his like, face like you could probably superimpose the two photos and, and they would, would blend great. seamlessly yeah <laughs> he no I yeah think... it was it was very surprising how well he like how much how close he looks to the character as it's drawn and he can know, play he can play confident and cunning yeah like at the like he's so good totally totally yeah i i feel like that's a a great casting choice and like he's one of those people that could that it's is an established actor, but he's also not like a huge name, you know. Yeah. Someone that could become a super big because of a role like this. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think the potential's there for that, especially if they need like a leading man. Basically, is what they need, you know. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes as well. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um. Before we go to the number one choice that Hitfix had, I'm gonna say even above St- Alexander Skarsgård. I almost, <laughs> I almost said Stellan again. Me too. Um, Taylor Kitsch, man. If Ryan Reynolds gets a redo as Wade Wilson, Taylor Kitt should get a redo as Gambit, man. Did his Gambit in X-Men Origins Wolverine suck? Yes, because I don't even recognize that as a real movie in the universe. Well, and that wasn't that they changed they changed the character so much and the characters in those mo- in that movie so much that it's not even resemblant of what I'm talking about that movie hypothetically right now cuz it no, didn't even, totally, that's cause it didn't even happen. Yeah. Um but But X-Men 3 did. No, I didn't even know they made a third X Men movie. Yeah, they made they do they made like seven now. Dude, who directed the third X Men movie? Uh, uh Dick Face Nick Brett, Fuckhead. Brett, oh, I can't even say his Brett name. Brett Ratner. Yeah, Dick, that was it. Dick Face Nick Fuckhead. Exactly. Yeah, that was it. Um, no, look, Taylor Kitsch right now is on True Detective. Yeah, and he is fucking killing it. He's doing so good on that show, right? He was on Friday Night Lights, right? Yep. The dude can act. 
just because some dumbass made a movie that didn't ever happen and it sucked doesn't mean that he shouldn't get another chance at it, right? You mean Oscar winner Gavin Hood? Fuck that guy. Look, Hit Fix's number one is someone else. I would be okay with Alexander Skarsgård 100%. I think he would do a great job. I want Taylor Kitsch back. He did a good job as the character. The portrayal of the character was bad. I think he did a fine job. Like the 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 yeah no I get what you're saying like, like the like the way he carried himself yeah as totally Gambit. I thought yeah. he did fine and if he was under better direction under better supervision and from better, the creatives a better script a better, script, a better yeah. understanding of who Remy LeBeau is yeah totally. I think that he well would and be great. and and also in that movie Gambit is really an afterthought you know like he's not mm-hmm. the focus like and I think no he's just some dude at a fucking he shows up three club. three at the end of the second act basically yeah, yeah. and it's like oh here I have a magic plane and I can get you into the third act. Everybody wants Gambit in the movie? Okay, we'll put Gambit in yeah. the movie. Fuck That's you very much. <laughs> pretty much all they wanted to do. Okay, hit fix is number one. Josh Holloway from Lost. Sawyer. I'm going to let you tackle this one first, Joel. <sighs> if he was ten years younger, I'd be so down right now. I'd be like, I love Lost. Until, you know, it got to the end. Ten years ago, so I would have said I loved Josh Lost. Holloway in season one of Lost. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if I had just started watching Lost, I would have been like, "Fuck yeah, this is great!" And then yeah. at the end of Lost, I would have been like, ten, fuck, cut, "Fuck no!" Cut to ten years later. Oh god, <laughs> uh, kill myself. Um, I don't think I think he could look the part. I think he's a little too old. He can do that like Southern charm accent shit. That was terrible. Yeah, I don't think that he is Gambit though. I'm sorry. No, totally not. And like, I think I think he could he could be good in the role. And like, see, I, I I don't necessarily agree that he's too old, you know, because like you have Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in his fifties or forties or whatever. Yeah, but Hugh it is. Jackman looks like he's fucking twenty. That's true, but Josh Holloway is also super ripped still. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure he still looks good physically. Like, it's not about that. It's a, like yeah. you're saying about like him inhabiting the character. And I just don't think that he necessarily fits the character, like you said. But I think. I'm interested in the idea of maybe taking a character who's a little bit, like, not a young Gambit, you know, not a Gambit in his 20s or 30s, but a Gambit in his 40s or 50s. Yeah. A more wise Gambit. A Samwise Gamgee? Gambit? Is that what you just said? Gamgebit? More more wise. Oh, wait, Camgigante? What? (laughs) Camgigante? Look, the end of their own fucking article about him says... If they introduced him as Remy LeBeau's long-lost cousin, not one person's suspicion, suspension of disbelief would have been tested. Yeah, I agree. He's not Gambit. He is related to Gambit just because he's a, because he's like a Creole Southern white dude. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's a Gambit, okay? Yeah. Like, I, okay, again, I would go see this movie if he was casted. I wouldn't hate it. I would choose Alexander Skarsgård and Taylor Kitsch over... Josh Holloway any day, but I, I would take Josh Holloway over any of the other people in the in, in a heartbeat yeah. in the article. Yeah, totally. Um, and there, so Hitfix had an honorable mention, and it was Channing Tatum again. Um, pretty much, they just said they would be fine with it if Chris Potter dubbed over all the dialogue, and Chris Potter was the guy that did the voice for the '90s X Men cartoon. He played. Gambit. He's, yeah, be, that he, would be the that, shit. He is that Southern Creole French voice. The the voice we've become to know as, as Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, out of all of those, I'm gonna say Taylor Kitsch, even though he wasn't on the list. 
I'm gonna go with uh, the scar, the the Stellan Ballsack. Stellan Ballsack Skarsgård, yeah. also known as Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. The Skarsgård from the the Ballsack, the Ballsack of Stellan. <laughs> so I see. I'm getting tongue twisted just trying to say it. Ballsack Skarsgård. Ballsack Skarsgård. BS. 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 I'm gonna go with some BS. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with BS on this one, Joel. I'm gonna have to bullshit my way through this one <laughs> because I don't care enough. Oh, that's too good. The ball sack scars card. I think that was all the news, man. The Capaldi. Oh, shit. You almost forgot. Oh. Like, Joel Joel forgot to, to, to bring up the Spectre shit. trailer last weekend. Again. Or last week. Our Lord and Savior Nerdist.com posted um, an article about a punk band that starred fucking Craig Ferguson of the Late Late Show fame and and the motherfucking doctor doctor who dr peter capaldi our fucking doctor who right now they were in a fucking punk band together just take a just take a quick listen to this track I mean, shit, dude, that sounds like some, like, The Cure meets, like, the Sex Pistols slash Clockwork Orange. Like, it's really, and not to put them down, it's really, it's it's just really authentically British punk. No, totally. And, like, it's it's funny, like, you, you hear those two guys and you're like, oh, this sounds interesting. And then you listen to it and you're like, this is nothing like what I expected yeah, at right? all. Right? <laughs> the doctor's making fucking... Sex Pistols uh, dude, music. A Doctor Who on guitar and vocals and fucking yeah. Craig, with Craig Ferguson on, on drums. drums yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It was pretty intense. Um, and apparently it's like four songs that got onto the internet of their yeah. their album from the what 80s. What sucks so. is it's not like tracked out. It's all it's it's one YouTube video. It's basically video a giant mixtape with four songs <laughs> on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all I know is that it's it's a tab on it's like a pinned tab on my chrome now and i'm gonna listen to it I'll... that's pretty much it this week i think so it's kind of a short podcast right yeah it's okay people like uh us giving them giving them uh, a little bit of extra time for their day Man. they don't have to listen to our our voices for fuck. like an hour fuck your day i'm just gonna start talking about random shit and you gotta listen to me yeah and then you can just put us on your ipod and you can listen to us all day every day yeah we're just gonna talk about random stupid stuff and you just gotta keep listening talk about uh, Dude, can we just things. talk about how hard Batman is gonna five Superman? Dude, he's gonna. Now I just imagine them high fiving. Yeah. so fucking hard. It's a super that, like, high five. The world explodes. It's like Metropolis, but the whole world. Yeah, right. Man of Steel. Oh my god, that's <laughs> awful. All right, everybody, and that concludes the third episode of the newly revived Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast, presented by AgeOfTheNerd.com. I'm the LA Nerd Joel Reeves. I'm here once again with Taylor Salen, and we will be here next Friday for your sort of listening pleasure. Hopefully we'll have... Not uh, listening displeasure. Well, hopefully we'll be one step closer to Batman fiving Superman on episode five, so... 
Hopefully we'll never have to talk about, about it again. Yeah, exactly. Think about it as a step in the right direction, guys. Like it's it's all that's happening right now. True that. Good day and good night, fans. <laughs>